King of glory, we thank you. Our God and our Father, we worship you. We thank you for another opportunity that you have given your children to celebrate another Christmas in our life. That we know, O oh Lord, it is by your desire. We know it is by your will that you have not allowed the enemy to devour your children. And so, Father, as we come together today, O oh Lord, to share your word, May you, O Lord, speak through your Son, that at the end, O Lord, we shall be better prepared for your kingdom in the mighty name of Jesus. Grant us the heart to understand, the mind to understand, O Lord, that we shall be transformed inwardly at the end to the glory of your holy name. In the mighty name of Jesus we are prayed. My prayer is that at the end we shall get the message and know how to celebrate our Christmas to the glory of in the name of the Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, we are prayed. Praise the Lord. Our topic today says the nativity of Christ. The nativity of Christ. And by that, I think, simply means the place of birth of our Lord Jesus Christ, the circumstances surrounding his birth. And also, you know, other things about him, why he came, the reason why he came in the first place. And I think it is very important that we get the picture very clear because it's really somehow unfortunate that we, who have to some extent known the truth, we still join the people of the world to celebrate the way they celebrate. And um the earlier we get it clearer in our mind. Our daddy has always been telling us about the five R for the celebration. That the reason for the celebration is Christ. And we should also remember that reason. That we should reflect on our life, rejoice in the Lord, and also reach out to the needy. Praise the Lord. And so today, I want to first of all, talk about the, the circumstance of the birth of Jesus Christ. Let us take a look at um, Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 from verse um, yeah, from verse 1. I read, In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of, taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quininus was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. 
So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and the line of David. Praise the Lord. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. Praise the Lord. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Praise the Lord. Now, that's the circumstance of the birth of Jesus Christ. I guess if we picture the, what actually happened, it's true that Mary, a child, is being expected of her, but is it going to come at the point they went for registration in the census? No. And when it occurred, it occurred for a purpose. It occurred for man to know that Christ never came, you know, in a very, the way we think that everything about life is most dignified. You know, born in the house of animal, wrapped in a cloth and placed in a manger. And uh, that simplicity that he came with is what I want us to understand. Um, I think for us Christians, sometimes I, I would say we have actually abandoned the nature of Christ. We compete with the people of the world to achieve one thing or the other. You know, to do one thing. But if we bear in mind, whom are we following? How did he come? And what does he stand? That's the circumstance. Now, the occasion of the birth of Jesus Christ, which is Christmas today, and um, the celebration, we, we, we will be able to know at the moment that the way the world celebrates Christmas, if we continue in that direction, we may actually, in one way or the other, lose the essence of our Christianity. And what am I trying to say? The occasion itself, how is it celebrated? How are we, the children of God, celebrating Christmas? But I want to take us back to the text that we have in the program, Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. Praise the Lord. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 and 7. He said, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the, gov the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness. From that time on and forever, the zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Praise the Lord. Isaiah is not the only prophet that spoke about the coming of Jesus Christ. Let us take a look at Daniel chapter 2. Praise the Lord. Daniel chapter 2. Because, um, you know, so the preacher yesterday told us that uh, one thing about God is that he is organized. God is, he plans everything that happens in the midst of mankind. We may choose to forget, but he plans 
everything that happens. Praise the Lord. Daniel chapter 2. You know, King Nebuchadnezzar had a dream that actually shook him. He was terrified. He was, you know, afraid. Couldn't sleep. Gathered some, you know, wise men and diviners and uh, astrologers to come and make interpretation to him. But unfortunately, none of these men were able to tell him what the meaning of the dream. Praise the Lord. I hope we remember. So they were not able to come up with the meaning. And they got to a point that um, one of his advisors engaged uh, Daniel, told him about Daniel. If we read this particular passage, and also um, in Daniel chapter 9, we discover how the same angel Gabriel that spoke to Mary was the one helping Daniel to understand the vision. Whenever Daniel sees vision, Angel Gabriel will appear to him to interpret and so to also tell him the meaning of that dream. That same Angel Gabriel was the one that met Mary to tell him about how he will conceive by the power of the Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. So, I want to read from verse, Daniel chapter 2, I want to read from verse 31. That's the interpretation that Daniel gave. So, you looked, O king, and there before you stood a large statue, an enormous dazzling statue, awesome in appearance. The head of the statue was made of pure gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of uh, bronze, its legs of iron, its feet partly of iron and partly of uh, baked uh, clay. While you were watching, a rock was cut off. Praise the Lord. Let us take note of that particular verse 34. That a rock was cut off from a mountain. Hmm? A rock was cut off, but not by human hands. A rock was cut off from a mountain, but not by human hands. Daniel was talking about the coming of Jesus Christ. Because then, King Nebuchadnezzar was, you know, the most powerful king on earth. As the Bible said, said it, even the birds, all the animals on the planet were afraid of him. They obey him. So, but let's go. He said, that rock, that, but not by human hands, it struck the statue on its feet of iron and, and clay and smashed them. Then the iron, the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were broken to pieces at the same time and became like chaff on a tre- threshing floor in the, in the summer. The wind swept them away without leaving a trace. But the rock that struck the statue became a huge mountain and filled the whole of the earth. Praise the Lord. These are the, you know, the dream. But the interpretation that Daniel gave him, he said from verse, um, he said, going forward, he said, this was the dream, and now we will interpret it to the king. You king, O the king of kings, the God of heaven has given you dominion and power and might and glory. In your hands, he has placed mankind and the beasts of the field and the birds of the air. Whenever they, wherever they live, he has made you ruler over them. You are that head of the good of the statue. Praise the Lord. After you, another kingdom will rise inferior to yours. Next, a third kingdom, one of bronze, will rule over the whole earth. Finally, there will be a fourth kingdom, strong as iron, for iron breaks and smashes everything. 
And as iron breaks things to pieces, so it will crush and break all the others. Just as you saw that the feet and toes were partly of clay and partly of iron, so this will be a divided kingdom. Yet it will have some of the strength of iron in it, even as you saw iron mixed with clay. As the toes were partly iron and partly clay, so this kingdom will be partly strong and partly brittle. And just as you saw the iron mixed with baked clay, so the people will, the, will be a mixture of a mixture and will and will not remain united. Any more than iron mixes, any more than iron mixes with clay. 44. In the time of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom, praise the Lord, that will never be destroyed, nor will it be left to another people. It will crush all those kingdoms and bring them to an end. But it will itself endure forever. Praise the Lord. So, the meaning, 45. This is the meaning of the vision of the rock cut out of mountain, but not by human hands. Because um, in Luke chapter 2, verse 34, when the angel finished speaking with Mary, there is something he said. You know, he could not comprehend that previously there has been you know, a prophecy concerning uh, what the Gabriel, uh, Gabriel was telling him. Luke 34, sorry, Luke chapter 1, verse 38. This is the, what Mary answered the angel. He said, I am the Lord's servant. Mary answered, May it be to me as you have said. Then the angel left her. But initially, in 34, this is what Mary asked uh, the angel. How would this be? Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin. Mary did not understand the prophecy, the interpretation of the dream of Nebuchadnezzar by uh, Daniel. And um, that particular rock that was cut off from the mountain, that later came and destroyed the statue that Nebuchadnezzar saw, that was Jesus Christ that Daniel was speaking about. So today, there is nothing that happens in the midst of mankind that God does not plan. That God does not uh, plan before. So when Mary was being told that he's going to, you know, be conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, Mary herself knows that without a man coming together, you know, there is no way she can be pregnant. And that's why she was to, she quickly asked the angel, that she is a virgin. How come, how will it happen? The angel spoke to the same angel, Gabriel, that has been helping Daniel to, you know, interpret the dreams. Praise the Lord. And so, how we want us to, you know, for once again, you know, ask ourselves, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ, what does he really mean to us? For us, a child is born. To, all, for all, to us, a son is given. And the government will be on his shoulders. Today, if you look around, um, you know, the process of uh, celebration of uh, Christmas, it has gone. We all know how it goes. We all know the ugly things that follows it. A lot of people, between now and 30th and 31st of the end of the year, Many atrocities, many, you know, evils will be perpetrated by man in the name of uh, Christmas. Praise the Lord. 
But we, the children of God, should be very, very cautious. We should be very, very careful because, you know, um, this is the more reason why Apostle Paul was talking about uh, renewal of mind and inward transformation for a child of God. Because it's only when our mind is renewed that we will be able to understand that this is the reason for the season. We keep on hearing it, 5R, reason for the season. Reflect on your life. Reflect on your relationship with God. Reflect on your relationship with mankind. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Reflect on your relationship with mankind. But unfortunately, as it is today, it baffles me the way some brethren goes a long way to celebrate in the same way uh, that the people of the world celebrate. Praise the Lord. And um, why is it important that we should celebrate in a different way? Celebration of Christmas for a child of God has nothing to do with, um, you know, bogus lifestyle that everybody... Nobody is saying that when you buy new can buy uh, buy houses is is you know, but then it is a time of uh, sober reflection, is a time of quiet life, quiet mood, taking stock, looking backward and asking yourself a lot of questions: How far between me and God? Praise the Lord! How far have we gone? What can I say? Is there anything that I have to give glory unto His holy name? Is there any reason? For me to uplift his holy name. Why will I not bother myself? Even nowadays they say fuel is 300 naira. It should not bother me. What should be bothering me is how do I find myself in the church and worship God? And until we come to realize the fundamental reason, the significance, what it means to us as children of God, then the nativity of Christ will make meaning to us. Praise the Lord. For if we continue to go in the direction of the world, we are not likely, you know, we are not really likely to claim to be, you know, children of God when actually we do not uh, hearken to his word. There are so many things for us to look back and say, God, thank you. Particularly the life and every other the members of our family. And um I keep on saying that those who, you know, those who believe that celebration is all about uh, merriment, it's all about drinking, alcohol, and all those things. At the end of everything, you discover that that thing that you have died for on the day of Christmas, if you, are, you are not really, you know, content there. You keep on looking for it, alcohol, other things, and other things. But if you spend quiet time with the Lord, go through the scripture, find a way of asking God for forgiveness of sin. In any way you have come short of his expectation, he should be able to pardon you. Praise the Lord. And the greatest part of our celebration, I must say, is the reaching out. The reaching out to the needy, the reaching out to the poor, and the reaching out to those, our our relations, those who are around us. Praise the Lord. I know sometimes um, we think that we may not be able to do much. But look around you. Look around you. There are people who need your help. That things you think you can afford yourself, afford for yourself, 
There are so many people that cannot afford it. A lot of people, right there from your family, right there from your neighbors, around there, right there from the hospital. Visit the hospital, visit the prisons, and visit places where people need food. Even if it is a cup of rice, package it. Put your chicken there and say, let me go and visit the prison. And some people are there, they didn't know how they get there. Praise the Lord. James chapter 1 verse 27. That's the proper, the reaching out that I want us to reach out and celebrate. James 1.27. Praise the Lord. And it says, religion that God, our Father, accepts as pure and faultless is this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. Praise the Lord. We do not actually understand the power, the mercy, the grace that follows, you know, when we reach out to people that are crying for help. We don't understand that. Life is better lived when it is lived for others. And um, as I said earlier, thank God that the scripture is backing it up. That this is the pure religion that Christ God accepts as pure and faultless, whereby you are able to reach out to those who need your help. Who are those that need whatever we have? Have a bag of rice in your house. Look for your neighbor. They are not far away from us. Look for them and say, neighbor, I'm going to give you two painters. I'm going to give you this. I'm going to give you this. And I tell you, the moment they are shouting, God bless you, you are being blessed abundantly. Praise the Lord. So let us bear in mind that the much we have, no matter how little, if we're able to go out and give to the people that need it, we will, we will be truly abundantly blessed. Matthew 25 also, where Christ was talking about, you know, those who visit him when he was sick and those who visit him when he was in prison and those who were able to clothe him when he was uh, naked. Praise the Lord. And he was very, you know, emphatic about it. From verse 31, Matthew 25, praise the Lord. He says, When the Son of Man comes in the glory, and all the angels with him, he will sit on his throne in heaven, heavenly glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate the people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to this, those on his right, Come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you looked after me. I was in prison, and you came to visit me. The Christmas has afforded us opportunity to look after the poor, those who need our help. What have we prepared? What have we brought out? What have we laid out for those who are looking for help? Praise the Lord. What have we budgeted for those who do not have? They are everywhere. Right there on the street and places. Visit someone in the hospital. The people who are sick. Some of them on the sick bed, 
are praying to have another day, another 24 hours in their life. Visit them with whatever you have. And tell them about God. Tell them about the coming of God. Pray for them. Praise the Lord. And in so doing, you discover that your celebration is totally different from the, celebra- the, the way the people of the world celebrate. So many things have been happening. We hear a lot of, you know, all the ugly things that are going on in the name of Christ. But unfortunately, it shouldn't be for us, the children of God. Praise the Lord. Let us bear in mind that Christ came to give us peace. Even before he comes, when Prophet Isaiah was speaking about him in Isaiah chapter 11, he told, he said that, Isaiah chapter 11, praise the Lord. In Isaiah chapter 11, when he was talking, he said, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, from the roots of a branch will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest upon him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of power, the spirit of knowledge and of the fear of the Lord. Praise the Lord. And he will delight in the fear of the Lord. You know, some of us may not remember all the things we think could not have happened for us this year. And it later happened. For me as a person, towards the end of the year, it was the greatest miracle, miracle that happened to me. Because um, just of recent, we had a small election in UNTH, the resident doctors. <laughs> I never had in mind that I'm going to contest. It has never been, I never thought about that. But towards the, I was the vice president, towards the end of the, our regime, some of the resident doctors and the house officers started, you know, talking to me, you know, only for along the road, chief, I hope you are going to contest. I said, you know, I don't know. But the truth is that as of the time I was making up my mind to contest that election, there are people who are far, far connected and far, far, even the money, Involved spending of money and all those things. I was somehow thinking, calculating in my mind, is it going to be? What do I do? But when you look at the number of people who are asking you if you come out, that's because they think that my role as the vice president, you know, in, you know I did well to their own calculation, yes. But one thing I said, one thing I said to myself when I was praying about it, I said, God, I'm going with you in this election. I want you to campaign for me. I want you to speak for me. I do not know how to talk to people. And so, towards the election time, you see propaganda, of course, is a part of politics. Propaganda, you know, treachery and all those things. People, you never thought they could uh, go against you, you know, speaking all sorts of uh, things. But at the end of everything, you know, I told the daddy, if I won, I sent me a text. I said, sir, the hand of God is in my election. Because when I see the propaganda and everything coming, all I needed to do, instead of the arguments and everything, I will come to the church, sleep here for two, three days, fast and pray. And by the time I go back, discover those who have been plotting for my failure, those who are looking for my life, they will be campaigning for me. Praise the Lord. They will be the one, they will come out, you see them going from room to room, campaigning for me. I kept in that direction. I kept in that, I became persistent. 
You know? And at the end, everybody, all the contestants, we all went there and the story is that I later won. Praise the Lord. So, it was a thing of joy for me. Because for me to have, because it got to a point during the campaign, part of the reason why I say we should not always uh, be joining the people of the world. Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 12 verse 2, he said we should not conform ourselves to the world, standards of the world. Praise the Lord. It got to a point and people were like, Dr. Mide, we know you, you are a good man. But our problem is that you don't take alcohol. Praise the Lord. They say, if I win and become president, how are they sure that this alcohol that they, they buy for them, I'm not going to be buying it for them? And I said, no problem. All I know, I'm asking for your support because I know I'm going to, you know, work for you. And at the end, brethren, it was uh, marvelous because I was the least expected to win. Praise the Lord. So, we should not allow the world to corrupt us. Second Peter chapter 2 verse 20. Praise the Lord. Second Peter 2.20 says, If they have escaped the corruption of the world, if they have escaped the corruption of the world by knowing our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and are again entangled in it, and overcome, they are worse off at the end. They are worse off at the end than they were at the beginning. You have had a relationship with God. You have established a path in your life with God. God has actually called you his own. But in this time of Christmas, you chose to be with the people of the world. You chose, you know, to engage in an attitude that negates the principle of the Lord. Praise the Lord. At the end of everything, God cannot be deceived. Whatever you sow, you will reap. So let us bear in mind that our reason for this celebration, the nativity, the occasion of the birth of Jesus Christ, is to reach out to the poor, reflect on our life, and also rejoice in the Lord. Praise the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord because a lot of things could have happened, but you didn't know. The enemy could have plotted so many things against you and your family, but it never come to pass. You may not know. But the might, because the mighty hand of God is upon your life. Praise the Lord. So, let us reach out and rejoice and praise God. And also it is a time, as I said, for us to take a sober reflection. How far between January and towards the end of the year was the relationship between me and God? Can God look at me and say, my son, you are still whom I used to know. Have you changed or have you deviated have you gone astray? Praise the Lord. It is the time for you to come back and ask God for forgiveness towards the end of the year. And that which he has ordained, that which he has made out to work out in your life shall come to pass in Jesus' name. So, I want us to have it in mind that the nativity of Jesus Christ, the nativity of Christ, the circumstances surrounding his birth and the birth, the occasion of celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ is not the same thing as it is, this is not the same thing for us as it is for the people of the world. And it is good we continue to abide and adhere to the principle of God. So that at the end, we will be happier, we will be better prepared for the kingdom of God. So, 
let us continue to reach out to one another, brethren, and uh, the people more so in thy need of our help and every other uh, area that people uh, will need our help. Praise the Lord. Let us pray. Eternal King of glory, we thank you in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we worship you. We adore you. We honor you at this moment. That, O oh Lord, you have been able to, you made it possible for us to sit together on this day. That the whole world acknowledge the coming of your son, Jesus Christ. Father, as we have come together, that you will share your blessings, share your gift, your, the gift of your Holy Spirit among us. That in this, this time of celebration, O oh Lord, we will not deviate from your principle. We will not deviate, deviate from your laid down rules in the name of Jesus. That the people of the world will not corrupt us. Rather, we will continue to abide by you. We will continue to follow your footsteps in the mighty name of Jesus. Give us the heart to share whatever we have with others. Give us the spirit to distribute and reach out to the needy and the poor. For doing so, O Lord, we know you will have mercy upon us. And that which we ask from you shall be, shall come to pass in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for in Jesus' name we are prayed. Amen.